Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. And today we are hanging out with Melanie Spring. She is an international keynote speaker dynamic MC and corporate trainer. She and her crew at Melanie Spring Productions travel the world creating branded experiences for humans like you to find your stories, build your confidence, and amplify your voices. Melanie, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. You, uh, first of all, you're an awesome, amazing person. You have amazing energy. And so I'm really excited to be bringing you to our podcast audience. I know you gave a keynote presentation at U-Summit last year. So so welcome to the show for the first time. Well, I'm super excited to be here. And congratulations on your new book. It will not be out by the time this uh, airs, but it will be, uh, I think we're aiming for a September release, which we're really excited about. So thank you for that. It was actually kind of funny. I was looking through my notes and I was like, who do I want to have on the show right now? And your name was right there at the top. And I was like, oh, but I've, I had Melanie on the show last year, like before you summit. And then I actually looked at the episodes and I was like, we did not have Melanie. <laughs> I was like, no. maybe I just talked to her a lot before you summit, but didn't actually bring you to our audience. So I, uh, I was excited that this is, this is like your debut on the, the digital agency show. I know. I'm excited to be here. I know I bugged the heck out of you, but you've got like a billion things going on all the time besides, you know, getting hurt on your bike that you got to make sure you keep up on everything. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that, uh, the back injury has been, has been plaguing me, but, uh, fortunately I can, uh, I can either sit or stand at my desk without, uh, without too much trouble. So that's been, that's been good. Um, real quick. So you had a branding agency and, now you've kind of more evolved into your speaking and training business being your main thing. Have I described that transition accurately? I did. Yeah. I had a business uh, branding agency for eight years. And about by year five, I was like, oh, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? So yeah, it took me about three years to transition out of it and into full-time public speaking and then randomly becoming a speaker trainer. Were you doing some speaking before the branding agency or did that work kind of come out of the agency experience? I got asked to do my first talk by someone from a credit union when I first started my business and I was like, nope. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, I definitely started, I think I started about 12 years ago, right about the time I started my agency and decided that it was okay. It was fine, but I got a ton of clients out of it. And I was like, oh, I mean, I could keep doing this if I keep getting clients from it. And then, yeah, it, I definitely got it from the branding agency. So was the credit union talk to other credit union people or was it to businesses? There was a small business credit union workshop that they would host at the credit union to obviously to get more, you know, credit union members, but 
they put on this small business series and they ask people like me to share my experience with other small businesses in the area who were 100% my target market at the time. So it gave me a platform to start creating talks and figuring out how to share my branding experience with other people. Awesome. That's actually when I was running my agency, there was a bank downtown and they, they had me come in and give a presentation to, they were like, oh, we'll have like a couple dozen people. It was like four. Uh, we, we all got to know each other really well. Uh, it was mm-hmm. it, it was fun. But uh, so that's cool that that was kind of the start of stage. And now stage is, I mean, public speaking and speaking and, and finding your voice is, I mean, this is this is your calling now. So that's super cool. Yeah. It, well, it came out of the branding stuff. I mean, now I I just actually took a few days off to think about my big vision because the whole world is shifting and changing and I shifted with it, but I never actually wrote a strategy for that. I just kind of shifted and was like, oh crap, I've been shifting without a strategy. That's not good. So I sat down and started thinking about the fact that I amplify voices and I really realized that all of the branding experience I had shifted from business branding into personal branding when I made this transition. And I now help people understand their brand inside a bigger business brand so that they can either help the company by speaking or be able to help themselves get out of their current job or even just add to a side hustle to get their personal brand in front of people. So the branding thing moved into the speaking thing, which moved back into the branding thing again. (laughs) Are you, are you considering, I mean, do you see creating an agency out of your speaking platform at any time in the future, or is it really going to stay more on the, uh, more on the, uh, information and and training and and speaking side? Well, the plan originally, you know, everyone has their big 2020 vision was to make my speaking the full-time thing and then add little pieces around it. Like the speaker training became something that was more of a passion project for fun. And as soon as this all transitioned and things had to start changing, I was like, well, okay, if I can't be on stages, what would I do? And so we started really thinking about like, I have a killer branding team, like we still do our, all of our own marketing and branding and I have a branding, a brand designer and you know the marketing team to make sure we have all the graphics and content and all that kind of stuff. And people started asking me for it again. And I was like, I don't do branding anymore. They're like, yeah, but you do. So <laughs> could you help us a little? That would be great. So I started doing it for, you know, trying to do it. And then I started thinking, okay, bigger picture. How can we help people with their personal brands without becoming a branding agency again and doing everything I didn't want to do again? So we're definitely in that little in-between space at the moment. I'm not sure what will happen with it, but it'll be cool to see what happens. <laughs> so, so people are like, hey, but you could do branding for me, right? Like, I know you're not doing it for other people, but you could do it for me, right? Right. Yeah. And then I did it actually recently for a nutritional summit. I won't say who because, oh my gosh. But... They took all oh, of the my, stuff oh we created gosh. for them. Was that like a good oh my gosh? Was it was that a like, bad oh okay. my gosh. I created this whole brand and sub-brand for this whole thing. And we created the branding documents. We had all of the colors, the styles, everything in this big, huge branding document. And he said, can I get the, the editable file? Because I might want to change a couple of the pictures in the future. And I was like, okay, but changing it will change the brand. So we have to make sure it stays with you know like the original brand that we created. He's like, yeah, I know, but I just... I know myself and I know I want to change it. I found out as soon as they got the document, they changed the fonts, the colors. I was like, Are you, this is why I got out of this <laughs> because everyone's a branding expert. No, thank you. <laughs> so I don't want anyone telling anybody that I did that brand because I did it. <laughs> mm. 
I don't know. I've never really taken work that, you know, at that level, like have somebody come in and do branding and then be like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to change the font because I know what's going on. I, mean, like, I don't understand. I'm like, that's what I understand. You hire someone to do something like this. Who's an expert at this? And then you just decide, well, I know better. Like that does, you hire people as experts and you let them be the expert. Like that's how it should work. But that's, I think that was my biggest issue with working with small businesses in the branding space was literally just watching my work get trashed as soon as it went out into the world. And I was like, I don't want my name on stuff like that. Mm. I think it goes back to like my dad, you know, did your dad ever say this to you? Like, do not ruin the family name. Like that's what it feels like. (laughs) I feel like I understand my dad and him going, do not ruin the Harris name. Don't be doing anything stupid that will ruin my name. And I'm like, Oh, now I get it. The same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not uh, I did not get that one growing up, but uh, I can imagine <laughs> like I can imagine a dad uh, saying that. Um, I don't know. Maybe my my dad was always getting us uh, getting us in trouble. Anyways, uh, not not like a good not like a bad way, but like in a good way. Um, that's maybe yeah. for some stories for other times. Uh, so you mentioned this the phrase personal brand for mm-hmm. our listeners out there. Can you help us define? what a personal brand is and how that differs from a company brand. Like, I think from the description of those words, like we can kind of understand at a high level, but like really what is the big difference? And is there any time that that's really overlapping? Oh yeah, that's definitely, I mean, if, yeah, let me, I'll, I'll start with the beginning of that. So a personal brand to me and my definition is the same as a business brand, except it's personified in a human being. And that human being can just like a business continue to evolve over time. So that brand can change over time. The problem is, is most people haven't defined their own personal brand enough to help people understand who they are. Other people have defined that personal brand where most businesses, I mean, I hope most businesses will define the brand that they want people to believe about them before they really get it out to the world. Some, a lot of them don't, so that's a problem, but we'll talk about the ones who did then they actually, people know how to talk about them correctly because they've defined that brand where a person typically walks around with a personal brand on them all the time, not realizing that they haven't defined it. And then other people are talking about them in a way that doesn't necessarily line up with exactly who they want to be. So the personal brand of like Melanie Spring, my personal brand is also my business brand. Like my company is called Melanie Spring Productions, but nobody really knows that because it's really all under the umbrella of Melanie Spring, the personal brand. But I have a whole team and a crew behind me, but it's all based on who I am as a person. So it's hard to hand off my voice and that feeling that I give people to someone else without being like, hi, please don't ruin it. <laughs> but at the same time, like my personal brand is approachable badass. And I only found that out when I sat down and sent 300 people a survey and asked them what they thought about me. And when I started getting those results back, I was like, oh, you all think I'm an approachable badass. And I started actually living more into that because that's who I really did want to be. But I didn't really come across the way that I really needed to. So I had to start matching the outsides with the insides. And there's a lot more that goes with that. But typically, a personal brand has more to do with that piece. Can I just, I just want to like absorb, you sent a survey out (laughs) to 300 people Asking, I sent it out to 500 people, but 300, 300 people got, back. got back to you. So you got to hear, cause I mean, I feel like that's, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I have, you know, maybe, maybe this is like highlighting personal insecurity or fear of literally getting <laughs> 300 people's opinion about me over email or over a survey. Like that just sounds terrifying. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I would terrifying. learn stuff. I'm sure I would learn a lot about 
how people perceive me, which would be an amazing exercise in personal awareness. But uh, that's that's hardcore. It is, but you have to want to hear it. And that's the thing. Like I usually give people an exercise that, and I do this on almost all of my talks. I'm like, you want to understand who, what your personal brand is currently versus what you think it is. Mm. Text 10 of your friends and family this phrase, what three to five words describe me best. And if you want the challenge times 10, text the same phrase to your team and see what they say. And when you start looking at who you actually are to other people, you start realizing like, oh, I, I do actually have a brand that's out there. Is it the one I want? And I had a woman, I did this at a conference for women at a tech company. And beforehand, I sent them this, like, do this exercise before you come and bring the results. And when they came in, one of the ladies actually said, and a lot of people are like, oh, I mean, I heard basically what I expected. And like, now I have better words for it, but this is a good thing. One woman said, I heard exactly what I expected and I didn't like any of it. She was like, I literally believed, like, I want to be the person who people come to when they have a problem because they know I'm going to be the calm voice of reason to help them. And all I heard was she's driven, she's hardworking, she's focused, she's dedicated, she'll get the shit done. But nothing about how I'm patient and I'm a good listener. <laughs> she's like, I obviously have a lot of work to do. <laughs> so allowing other people to reflect who we are to them allows us to really see what we need to change and what we need to fix and what we don't want to change or fix because we like us just the way we are. So... What an amazing thing to be focused on in 2020. This has been <laughs> such a, a year of, of reckoning. I mean, not, I mean, with so many past beliefs about how the world works and, you know, the proven strategies, you know, that people were teaching just last year. I mean, a lot of them we kind of had to throw out the window. I've got little kids and just watching my local school try to figure out how to reinvent education, you know, the education system that's been going on for the last like hundred years in like three weeks. I mean, it's, it's, it's intense. Why is understanding and becoming aware of somebody's personal brand important right now? I mean, is this something that people should be trying to figure out right now or is there, you know, are there other things? Well, I think a lot of people are finally understanding who they really are based on how they react in this situation. I mean, I don't like to say like while we're in a pandemic or while we're in a whatever, because there's always going to be something that's happening. But right now, I feel like this is the hardest thing for a lot of people. I mean, unless you're 100 years old and you've seen a lot of the stuff that's happened in the world, this is probably your toughest season depending on what you've been through. And so usually in your toughest season, that's when you figure out who you really are. Like when you go through something really tragic, you start seeing how you react to something, whether you're positive or negative. And it really swings one way or another with those things. So understanding who you are and how you show up in every situation allows you to really start understanding your personal brand. And I have people all the time who are like, I don't have a personal brand. And I'm like, yes, you do. Because <laughs> I can tell you right now what it is. Do you want me to? Or do you want to define it yourself and you tell me what it is? Because there's a phrase I say in my branding talks, your brand is what everyone else is saying about you, not what you're saying about yourself. And when you're in a situation where, yes, yoga pants and not taking a shower and eating whatever you want is the like main thing at the moment, how are you showing up in that space? Are you more driven now? Or are you just sitting around going, I'm just going to Netflix. I can't do this right now. Or are you going to show up for yourself in a way that you haven't shown up for yourself yet? So. 
having that understanding about who you are and how you show up will allow you to make it through this as the person you're meant to be, not, oh, I have to take this on the chin and try to figure it out. You can become who you're meant to be in a situation like this. Hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that is fast to set up and delivers my clients' websites with the speed the internet demands. If you're looking for a new CMS, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme set up valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. In our private Facebook community, I did a post the other day about awareness and how I think this is probably one of the most powerful ideas as a person, as an entrepreneur, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to become better at sales, whether you're trying to you know improve your marketing, becoming aware of what you're actually doing and actually saying and actually being, I think is incredibly powerful. And I think what you just said, Melanie, about you know, I don't have a personal brand and, and you saying, actually you do. Like everybody has something, right? They're, they're putting out an image of something, whether or not they're aware of it and whether that's something that they like or don't like is, you know, maybe something that they, that people don't want to face. I mean, maybe what she was really saying was, you know, I don't want to face what other people might think of me. Right. Yeah, it's true. And I think most of us don't want to face what other people think of us. But I also think that it's a really... It's really telling who you will ask for feedback when it's time to ask for feedback. I mean, you know, all of us can find someone who agrees with us. All of us. We, we're having an issue with our significant other and we can find someone to do if we want to. We can we have a hard time with someone on our team or our client. We can find someone we don't like if politics. I mean, that's a perfect way to look at it. Find someone who just agrees with you. It's easier that way. But if you really want to look at who you are in situations and understand how you show up, asking someone who is the opposite, doesn't believe the same thing as you, or maybe doesn't love you the way that everyone else does and see what they think. It'll be amazing how you, it's amazing how you start realizing how you show up in those situations more so than your everyday life. So you sent out this survey, you got 300 responses and you distilled that down to approachable badass. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, you know, should we, should we be looking for a couple of words that define what we want? Is it something that we, uh, I mean, how did you come to those terms? Like did people literally say those words or did you have to kind of read the tea leaves and then say, I want this to be this? I had to, I had to figure out the words, but I also saw them in that. And what I realized was when I started looking through all of the responses from everybody, approachable and badass came up many, many, many times. And even words that are similar to both of those started coming up. And I liked when I started looking at definitions, which I'm a thesaurus girl (laughs) to the ends of the earth. I like to look at why words are the way that they are and where they came from. And approachable was the opposite of badass, like a hundred percent the opposite. And I was like, Ooh, that's fascinating that I can be the opposite in one person. And looking at how they showed up, I was like, so I basically become friends with you and get really close to you to learn where your spots are that need to be pushed on. And then the badass side of me pushes on those spots to make sure that you keep growing. Like anyone who knows me doesn't come to me and complain about stuff because they know that if they complain about stuff, I'm going to look at them and say, now that you're done crying, what are you going to do about it? 
I'm not going to say, oh, you know what? I totally get it. Like, that's terrible. Like, I'm going to ask you what you're going to do about it. How is it going to help you grow? So the approachable part is the part that I want to bring you in with, but the badass part is the one where I want to push on, on your buttons. So I don't think everyone needs to have a phrase. I'm a branding expert, so I kind of need to have a phrase in order to really make it make sense so that people can go, oh, I can find something like that. But if you don't have a phrase, understanding just like the, the main words that really make up who you are and starting to distill and focus on those things and go, do I show up in every situation this way? Do I look this way on the outside? If someone who didn't know me watched me walk into a room, would they feel the same way? And the more and closer and closer I got to it, the more I was like, yeah, this is 100% me. And the more I asked other people, they were like, that is so you. How is it not you? So making sure I show up in that way. That also means I have to push boundaries a lot. So I have to be okay with that. And so you have to really think about what do you want your brand to be? Because you already have one. It's just really understanding it and really sitting in with it and going, I will embody this in every sense of the word. You said you have to push boundaries a lot. What, what does that mean in the one-on-one sense, kind of calling people out? Or what, what's an example of pushing boundaries to show up in that way? Oh, I have to push my own boundaries more than anything. So the biggest thing about personal branding is walking the talk. So you have to understand that you, when you define what your brand is and you say, this is who I am, and you put a flag in the ground and say, I'm going to wave this freak flag, whatever that is, you're basically saying, I have to show up this way for myself as well. And so people don't follow people who don't do that. So making sure that I can push my own boundaries. Like I'm scared of most things. Most people don't know that. Like I'm terrified of a lot of things that I shouldn't be like paddleboarding, terrifying to me. (laughs) Like paddleboarding, why would that be terrifying to anybody? I'm so scared of the water, but then I made myself a couple years ago surfing. And then I learned, like I went again and then I I bought two paddleboards for my husband and I to go on the lake so that I can learn how to get over this fear and really pushing those boundaries for me allows me to go, okay, I can have this fear and I can walk with it. And I think that's the approachable side because I've been through a lot of stuff and I am not like, you know, just a badass allows me to be the badass side of it as well. How does, so once you've defined this, assuming that you've gone through some process, how does this now work within the context of participating in a business? I mean, I'm just thinking about myself here with you gurus. I mean, we have a a brand that stands separate from who I am. At the same time, a lot of people, when they think of you gurus, they immediately think of me. And, yeah. you know, and it's I've, I've never really pushed the personal brand. Uh, I've never really, I mean, obviously I'm learning today that there there is one, whether I like it or not. <laughs> uh, but, you know, how does this, you know, is there, does, does a CEO or a founder, entrepreneur, agency owner have to, you know, if they do create a personal brand, is there a risk of that kind of overshadowing or you know, becoming the focus versus trying to push a more company brand that's separate from their own personal brand? I mean, how do those two relationships work together if the company is not called, you know, Melanie Spring and Melanie Spring Productions, <laughs> right? Like, how does that work for people that have kind of two separate entities? Well, they have to work together because, I mean, it's all based on your core values as a company. I mean, you hire and fire people based on your core values. And that's the core of everything that you do. You make decisions based on your core values. You make decisions based on your positioning statement and your position in the market. You make decisions on who you partner with, who you hire, who you fire, how you work with people, how who you let hire you as a as a an agency. 
And then also working on the personal brands within the company. So when there's a business brand overseeing the entire company, your personal brand has to fit into that business brand. It's not the same. It's never going to be the same. But all the people on the team have to have some sort of thread between them all that ties them to the bigger business brand. So like I have a, a thing I tell everyone, I'm like, I only work with kick-ass humans. If, you can't, if you're not a kick-ass human, you can't work with me. And I say that because I have a club and my team has to be a part of the kick-ass humans club because one of our core values is be a kick-ass human. So if I can't have kick-ass humans on my team and we can't work with kick-ass humans, then our company's not running correctly. Something's wrong in the system. So making sure that we run as a kick-ass human unit our team is built of kick-ass humans and we work with kick-ass humans. If you get offended by the term kick-ass human, you're going to hate working with us. And if you don't believe that you could be a kick-ass human or you're not growing toward becoming a kick-ass human, I don't want you in my club. Like I want you to go find someone else to work with because I don't want to work with everyone. I don't want to work with people who don't like me. And I don't want people on my team who aren't running at the level that I'm running at. I want them to all be very different, but that's also a very broad spectrum of who a kick-ass human can be. So defining who you are personally and how you fit into the overall corporate culture for whatever company you're working with. And if the, the boss is not the person who's embodying the brand of what you're trying to attract, I mean, it's like significant others. If you're not a certain person who's going to attract a certain person, you're not going to attract that person. You could want a person like that all day long, but if you don't embody the confidence you're looking for to find that confident person, that confident person is never going to show up. So... I think that's a lot of different things I said, but that's all of them. <laughs> I have like, my mind is running a million miles an hour. I, I, Melanie, your platform right now more than ever is so necessary. And I think the message that you're sharing with people is inspirational. I think in times of great duress that many people are in, I think hearing you talk about this is critical for people to believe in themselves, become self-aware, to be able to uh, show up better in the marketplace. I think every market is getting more and more competitive. People are going to have to step up or step aside within the businesses, within the markets, within the spaces that they're operating. And I think that this exercise, even the stuff that you shared with us today, I hope our listeners are going to take some notes and maybe ping some some friends and colleagues about what they think about them and, and start on this journey of really discovering what their personal brand is and fig- figuring out if there's, if there is a gap, you know, are they showing up how people uh, think that they're showing up? And I think this message is super, super timely. Are you uh, ready for our lightning round? I'm so ready. What is the best advice you've ever received? Believe in yourself enough to stand as tall as you actually are. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can be an entrepreneur without booze, but I, I'm sure you can. I make it work okay, but I have never, <laughs> no. I've never heard somebody say this. So this is perfect because <laughs> several people have said not drinking on our show, but nobody's mm-hmm. actually said drinking. So I love that, you know, <laughs> I love that, uh, that you bring that up. And I think most people that have said not drinking have been people that used to drink. So, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> can you share an internet resource tool or app that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yes. So I recently found out about the Moleskin app on an iPad and it is the coolest thing I've ever seen. You can actually draw on it or make notes on it and you can print giant notes out on it. So I map out all of my stuff on it. It's through Moleskin, which is my favorite notebook as well. And what book would you recommend 
and why? Right now, I would recommend Big Magic. And the reason why is because it shows you that you have to start picking up the ideas that are given to you. Otherwise, they'll be given to someone else. I love that book recommendation. That's a that's an oldie <laughs> but goodie. That's a that's a really important book that that uh, people should read. And so, listeners, if you have not yet picked up Big Magic, hear it from Melanie. You should. You should definitely read that. I definitely concur. Great book. We'll link out to that in our show notes, along with the Moleskin app and lots of other cool tips, tools, and takeaways from today's episode. Yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Melanie, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, so I have the Speak With Confidence 90-Day Challenge, which we are soon launching every month. So if you check out ispeakwithconfidence.com slash 90 days, or come check out me out at melaniespring.com. And we're also hosting a summit, which if you haven't, if it's not past August 21st, come join us, ispeakwithconfidence.com slash summit. Or if it is after that, you can buy the replay before the end of the year. Awesome. Well, we will definitely link out to your 90-day challenges as well as the I Speak With Confidence Summit. We'll create all those links, put them in one place to grab at our show notes page, ugurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you're on the road or on a run or like me on a bike, you'll see Melanie's episode right up there at the top. Click on that and you'll find lots of awesome takeaways and all those links in one place, as well as links out to uh, Melanie's social media. I haven't brought this up, but Melanie, I think you're doing fantastic on Instagram and other social platforms. True inspiration in my feed. I love seeing your stuff. I try to smash the like button, uh, the love button as, (laughs) as much as possible, but I love what you're doing on there. Just breath of fresh air. So if you aren't following Melanie yet, please make sure that you do that. Melanie, you are always welcome on this program. So hopefully we'll, we'll hear from you soon. I know that we didn't even touch on some of your favorite topics around speaking, uh, around voice and message and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to have you back on the show uh, as soon as possible. So thanks for stopping by today. Thank you for having me. And I, I love talking about personal brands. So this was a lot of fun for me too. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver.